Hello and welcome to the secret adventures of black people. I'm your host, Nicole Hill. That was weird. I think he's looking at me through you all. Okay, I won't look at you then. Hello and welcome to the secret adventures of black people. I'm your host, Nicole Hill. Host? Okay. I'm in a hospital room in the pre-pandemic past. I'm looking at my perfectly healthy 50-something-year-old mom who's suddenly been diagnosed with a rare disease and can't walk. Weren't we just hiking like a month ago? That is not how you skip rocks. Just by throwing it directly into the ocean. It's so pitiful. (laughs) The doctors seem to not know more than they know. And like, my mom can't walk. I'm smiling, but I just keep thinking that my mom can't walk. And I'm afraid. But my mom, she's like, you know the quiet warrior in movies? The one that's the least showy, but always the most heroic? That's her. She's like, oh, thank you so much, doctor. I'll be walking again soon, so I wouldn't worry about that. Um, Have you met my daughter? The quiet warrior is always my favorite. Uh, I know it's, like, corny and a plot device, but I love how they always seem to be preparing for battle by doing these really mundane, kind of random things, like uh, Mr. Miyagi and the whole wax on, wax off thing. I feel like that's more true to life, actually. My mom and I are just hanging out in her hospital room and talking about everything and nothing. And in my imagination... I just see her as this, like, silent warrior queen preparing her mind and body for the battle ahead. So I'm going to tell you this story the way I see it in my mind. And it's a little theatrical, (laughs) of course. My mother's quest is one to learn to walk again. Her battle is with a curse that attacks from within. The curse deceives the body into believing the enemy is itself, but the damage is not permanent. So begins our hero's journey to reclaim her health. She takes elixirs for strength to navigate the treacherous road ahead and begins gathering weapons from her hospital bed. Her traveling bard, that's me, is by her side day and night, preparing a detailed record of our hero's valiant fight. She chooses four weapons that she'll carry with pride. I know she can beat this, said the bard as she cried. Weapon one is an oddity that the past often begets, its fond memory slightly darkened by the shadow of regret. Yeah, I do very, very much remember Nana's hands. Yeah. Yeah. But my hands were very important to her. They were too. Mm-hmm. They really were. I spent a lot of time too. Like when I get my nails done and things like that, like I think do my hands look like Nana's? She's mm-hmm. very important to her. Dad's, but I remember my father's hands too though. He would sit at the table. He would be going like this. 
Mm. Oh, when you do that, it makes me. It does make me think of him. The like that thing. Yeah, because I I do that. Yeah. But I was I, I know I was that's a move I got from somebody else. Yeah, I mean, Grandpa did that. Oh, wow. About him quite a bit lately. Yeah. Looking back, I would have come to Maine more often when my mother was, you know, mm-hmm. towards whatever. But we came, like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we did. We, we did, came. and it, it really it pretty regular. It, it, and, it, and it really worked out great. It's just, um, of course, it's like yeah, I wish you did more. It's like the distance, you know, distance is hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Want to be a little bit closer, or at least be able to get to each other. Oh yeah. We need to. We need to work. Weapon two is not optional. It's given to everyone that is healed. It's a belief in your body, your weapon, your shield, and an acceptance of the power it temporarily cannot wield. This is a pretty picture. Maria was interesting. She lost motion in her hand for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Something in the family of MS, which this is. This is this is a cousin to MS. Mm-hmm. This whole situation, and and I feel like my body's not just attacking itself. It, there's a reason why it does that. You know what why I mean? Why it attacks itself? Yeah. Well, it's the reason why it's attacking the myelin, and it, mm-hmm. it has a bad result. But I just don't. I don't see my body like, like, like attacking me. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you don't just do that for no reason. Mm-hmm. You're doing it for some reason. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Is it warding off something else? Are you, you know? It, yeah. That that's just how I feel about it. Well, I mean, I feel like we need to talk to some other people too. You know, like there's like out in Arizona, there are specialists who specialize in this and in really. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that they'll anyone will tell you anything over the phone. You know what I mean? The second to last weapon is among a parent's favorite device. It's the mysterious strength that comes from giving grown children unsolicited advice. Don't you're when you're someone was saying like when you're having a conversation, you know, you ask them a bunch of questions, you can get answers. You're not engaging when you're asking a bunch of questions. You're not. And you like to just interrogate and then ask a bunch of questions. Not interrogating. Not interrogate. Not interrogate. And you can be interested, but you have to engage. You're not engaging. I'm going to need my grandbabies first. Well, that's why I'm on the internet. Honey, Online shopping for men. Listen, listen, listen. It's the only way. eHarmony is the better way. Go to eHarmony. Why? What do you know about eHarmony? Because they match all of your, who you are with whoever somebody else is and then you all meet each other and you see what happens Mm -hmm. but they match you based on who you are and and it's supposed it's reputable Mm -hmm. all this uh, stuff you're talking about I don't like that (laughs) and I don't even I don't even know if I even like the idea of that I don't know well it's the only way will you stop it (laughs) it's late now this is late it is late in the country and drive slow because sometimes animals come out. Not a big deal, you won't probably see anything, but I'll drive slow. Yeah, it's better to drive slow. It's easier. 
Her final weapon is dangerous, but you'll like it because it's dope. It's a mother's love wrapped in a whole lot of hope. Stare at me. It's like I remember you as a baby. <laughs> I remember you standing up in the in the bassinet. It's like I remember going in the bedroom and opening the door and seeing you stand up in the bassinet. It's like, oh my god, what are you doing? <laughs> Sit down, you're not supposed to do that. And riding in the car with me. It was just me and you. I do remember that. It was me and you. And then we got us some twins. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to get us a whole bunch of other family. And it's going to be good. The end. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Secret Adventures of Black People. Special shout out to my producer, Shante Hill, and to the beautiful creative talents that add your music and your sound effects to Epidemic Sounds. I actually love you. I wrote and produced this episode. That's me, Nicole Hill. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram at Secret Adventures of Black People. Since you're already on the internet, why don't you scroll on over to DC Urban Greens and check out these black adventurers. Their mission is to increase accessibility to affordable, healthy foods for DC residents living in food deserts. I've been meaning to volunteer with them for a minute, and I haven't, but now I've said it on a podcast, so I will. Their work is incredible, and they've done a lot to support families throughout the coronavirus crisis. See you next time for more stories about black folks holding it down across space and time.